Balake. Where is Balake at? No Balake here today. That's right, guys. I'm back, and you're listening to the Weekend Recap on Google and Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I'm your host, Blake, a.k.a. Balake, and we're coming to you live from Full Send Studios. The NFL draft is over, and we've got a few of our reactions in store for you guys. Now, there's been some quarterbacks drafted. We have some winners and losers in this NFL draft, and we're going to have the first, second, third round pick selections from our local markets. But before we jump both feet off into that, I've got the man, You're talking the myth, the, the legend himself, wearing Christopher Crouch. Diamond ring, wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Man, Chris, how is the 615 doing after the NFL draft? Oh, we're not too bad. Everybody will be okay. <laughs> not too bad. You you know what? You know what wasn't too bad? The six or seven takes it took to get this show started. But with that being <laughs> said, we do have Patty with a fatty that we need to get on the mic with us tonight. When I came out of the darkness... Something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. <laughs> Damn right, it's better than yours. Hey, man, no, but for no, teach you, but I'll have to charge. No, seriously, I need the money. I'm charging you. You need the money, you need the charges, and here comes the real intro. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! Where's the leak, ma'am? <laughs> no, Patrick, man. How's it going, dude? I mean, this guy, let me go ahead and just put it out there. This guy is already fired up for the show tonight. I mean, I, I had to make sure I kept the mute button on extra long just to make it past <laughs> the intro tonight. But uh, how are you doing, Patty? I'm doing pretty damn good, man, despite a few things going wrong here and there. Yeah, that's, uh, I think you said the, the old truck is down, didn't you? Yep. That's a, Yep, now I'm taking the Shoelace Express. A Shoelace Express. Look, yabba-dabba doing it, man. But, uh... Yep. No, I'm, I have to get rides from work. Well. Or to work. It sucks, but you know what? It's better than not having any, anything, you know? Yeah, that is absolutely true. Now, one thing I can tell you, we've got a few people that have a few of everything at this point. Uh, the NFL draft, man. These kids just, I mean, not to mention they got the NIL crap rolling around in college now, but you have a uh, a situation where 
These guys are almost millionaires overnight. You know, this is absolutely insane. Now, shoot, I remember watching the draft and then having like their grandfather's old suits on. Oh, I know. Everything was <laughs> and so now baggy. they have like million dollar. Now they have suits on that is like cost more than my truck does. <laughs> Look, it costs more than the truck I drive. I can assure you of that one. But uh, they they look pretty good coming out there, man. These things are tailor fit to them. I mean, they're looking really yeah. good. I mean, this money's certainly working for them in college. Yeah, I I could use some of that money. Anybody want to help me out? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Donate to the charity of me." Find me on Facebook at. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but- these quarterbacks. I'll send you pictures of my feet. This just oh, got my <laughs> Look, I don't think Rex Ryan is coaching anymore, man. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you might have had some takers, but I think he's long gone. But uh, I heard John Gruden's interested in pitchers. Oh, John Gruden's interested in some weird <laughs> shit, man. My goodness. That was uh, – I, I, look, I don't like Urban Meyer because he's just a schmuck, but – John Gruden was always just a weirdo, you know, just the faces he would make, the way he'd just stare at you. And it's like he was trying yeah. to make the faces, too. It's like, man, you just, you're a creep, dude. And he, sounded, he sounded so much smarter as an analyst than he did when he was a coach. Because as a coach, like, they're like, oh, he won a Super Bowl. And I was like, uh, with another coach's team. I know. What do you do after that? What do you do after that? Don't worry, I'll wait. Well, he, uh, he got caught up thing. in a, uh, but what did we use? Some scandal. chain mail? We, we got caught up in some chain mails, but uh, that's uh, woo. oh, Gruden, man. Chucky. That's like anybody. That's, I know I've said this before. I know I've said this before. That's like the New England Patriots have two rings, uh, two different types of rings. They have Super Bowl rings. And prostitution ring. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh mercy. We're, I'm on the wrong board. <laughs> they must have been using some icy hot (laughs) that's what the people in uh new york are doing right now the jets uh they're all in there doing uh ayahuasca shots oh man how fitting was that though how fitting was it he automatically thinks that everything is going to change and the jets don't even drive draft a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank well, no, God that's I went they, to a different that's, GM. That's, no, that's because they picked up a whole bunch of wide receivers. They don't need anybody a wide receiver this year. Look, see, yeah. I'm sitting here watching all this stuff unfold, right, with the Aaron Rodgers thing. And I, I know the Jets gave up quite a few draft picks, but they really made out pretty all right on it. All they did was exchange first-round picks for this year, and then they lose a possible next-round pick next year if he plays more than 65% of the games. So, I mean, there's an additional thing here. This might be a second-string exchange. So, I mean, it's kind of weird, but it worked out for the Jets. Well, so far, people think – they automatically talking about them going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, you shut the hell up, Jets fans. This is why you <laughs> people are dumb as shit. They're not even the best in their division. No, they're no. not. You still got to get past they, Buffalo it, and Miami, man. Yeah, you still got to get Miami. Is that what you said? No, I said Miami. Your ears are <laughs> drunk there, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you live in a pineapple under the sea. No, wait, that's SpongeBob. So, but uh, on that end, there were hey, some teams way, that made out pretty good with these quarterback quarterback picks. What you got, Chris? I was going to say I know where it's all NFL tonight, but congratulations <laughs> to the Florida Panthers who just put out the Boston Bruins in overtime. I know, so, good job, Rose boys. Good they job. advance. It's unfortunately they don't do boat parades down there in Sunrise, but uh, maybe we could catch catch the Sunrise. How did the How did the uh, The Lightning? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to talk about the Lightning. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no Lightning. The Corey yeah. Perry curse. <sighs> no, did they lose again? Yep, they're mm-hmm. out, man. Eliminated. Right. Well, while we're at they, it, man, let's talk they, about these eliminations. The Tampa Bay Lightning are out. The Memphis Grizzlies are out. I mean, there's just way too much trash talk going on from the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, at this point, you guys really just need to shut up and prove it. You know, just, they just need to shut well, up. Well, too late. It. They can't do it now. No, well, they're about to figure it out injuries, next year. Shut up and play the game. Yeah, the, the injuries they had really, really killed them. They had nobody underneath that could. Well, I mean, it doesn't help. Weren't they fighting themselves? No, that wasn't them. That wasn't them? No, they the were literally beating the shit out of each other. No, that was the Timberwolves. That was. The Timberwolves. Uh, yeah, what a bunch of fucking idiots, huh? <laughs> yeah, they got they got put out pretty quick. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to sidetrack this thing. I just wanted to I just wanted to shout out to all you people down in South Florida. That's, now, that's a big series win. It is. It is. It's uh, at least we got something Wait, to win for after South the draft Florida. here, right? Yeah, South Florida. I mean, Sun Sunrise Florida is just north of Miami, so I mean, it's about as close to south as you're going to get outside of the Keys, man. Whatever. <laughs> But uh, on that end, we uh, had quite a bit of movement in the NFL draft, and some of that was regarding some quarterbacks, man. Uh, I'm trying to get this audio clip pulled back up for us, but uh, we had quite a bit bit of action here in the first round. Let me find this audio clip one more time for us. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select... Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. With the second pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. With the fourth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. With the 33rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. With the 68th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Hendon Hooker, quarterback, Tennessee. Now, I couldn't find any audio clips of the remaining quarterbacks because it kind of fell off into the, uh, the abysmal of the later rounds. Now, one more notable name was Stetson Bennett from Georgia. He does go 128th overall to the Los Angeles Rams. So you did have a few more quarterbacks picked up. Looks like uh, Jake Hayner out of Fresno State went to the New Orleans Saints. You've got uh, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue, Purdue going to the Oakland Raiders. You also have Clayton Toon from Houston. He was picked up by the Arizona Cardinals. You got Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA going to the Cleveland Browns. 
Sean Clifford from Penn State going to the Packers and Jaron Hall from BYU to Minnesota. Now, I'm not going to go off into the upper 200 echelon of this draft order, but uh, there was some pretty pretty good excitement <laughs> in the uh, the first round here, uh, especially the first three picks overall, man. That, that got a little wild and a... Uh, It escalated yeah. quickly with, with Houston. Oh, uh, I, well, I think I think Houston tried to throw up as much smoke screen as they could. I think I think Stroud was their whole target all along, and you know more power to them. Hey, if if that's who you want, me, I don't I don't know. You know, coming from, I still Ohio, think they're going to be a shit ass team. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> with you. I think. I think I think the only thing that that helped him was Will Anderson Jr. He's going to be a beast on the on the defensive line. I mean, the dude he has a motor that when he want when he wants to play and he wants to he gets out there, man. I mean, it's, it's hard to stop him. But you know, I as far as the AFC South goes, everybody got a quarterback except for Jacksonville, which they don't need one. And mm-hmm. I think you know. Everybody knows my my thing with Richardson, and you know he goes to the Colts, which hey, more power to him. Let him sit up there, let him try to learn, and and things like that. And you who's know, he gonna learn from? They got Dick up there. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I don't, I don't care. He can well, right now. He needs to learn his ABCs, and he needs to learn all that other stuff in order to try to do anything. So I mean, more power to him. Maybe he can learn on, you know, he can learn patience up there because, I mean, it's going to take some patience to make sure he's be able, he's going to be able to be a good quarterback. And, you know, Stroud down in. Do you in, think he's a starting caliber quarterback or not? No. I don't no. think they've got many <clears throat> options there in Indy at this point. I mean, well, one plus well, no, side for him just, right I'm now just saying, is they don't have uh, Jeff Saturday coaching this guy up. So, I mean, they do have that part going for him. I honestly would bring Jeff Saturday in as an offensive line coach. As, uh, I think that'd be too oh, weird was, at this point. You know, you've he already was, like, cut this guy as your head coach or interim coach. and Well, no, he was an interim coach. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's a team or two that put somebody as an interim coach, hired them on as a, not the head coach, but as that. And they were trying to tank as much as possible. So why not let Jeff Saturday – uh, go down with the ship. Yeah, well, I mean, they they certainly went down and picked up a quarterback out of Gainesville. That much I do know. But uh, I'm very interested on how this AFC South dynamic, like like you said, Chris, is going to play out. Because we got C.J. Stroud. We got Anthony Richardson. We got the young guy over there in Jacksonville with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And now we got Will Levis over here with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. But uh, – before we dive off into the teams that we cover here, I'm just curious on what you guys think as far as who won the NFL draft on day one and who lost on day one. I'll start with you, Chris. You know, I mean, as as bad as I hate to say it, I think the Eagles won, to be honest with you. I mean, they just – they. They took in in all the players that they have drafted. I mean, especially yes, they've all been Georgia players, but man, they've been so dominant on what they're doing, and that team just keeps getting better. And 
<clears throat> you got another year with Hurts and then AJ Brown, and I just I I I think I think Philadelphia could win it all this year. To be honest with you, I mean I think they're going to be right there with Miami. I mean they they've picked up. They have basically solidified that defense that didn't need oh much God, solidifying. They, they were they were kind of bad on the run defense, but still, I mean, they were still good enough to do what they have been doing over the past couple of years. So, so let, that, let's, I, let's touch on who they picked up. So Philadelphia with their ninth overall pick, they get Jalen Carter from Georgia. You know, and this was the kid <laughs> that got into a uh, some some heat in the pre combine situation. He was doing like 110. He was street racing. Oh, yeah. Somebody wrecked and died in the process. I mean, it was nothing he did or he hit, but, you know, he was part of the situation there. So yeah. there's a lot of cloud around that. And then you turn around over here and uh, have them trade. No, they don't even trade back up. You know, they, they're sitting here with the uh, 30th pick, and they take Nolan Smith, a linebacker out of Georgia. And, I mean, that, that's all I could hear most of the night, man. It's just uh, – these guys were all over the board, and it was certainly a night to shine for Philly, man. They they did nothing to hurt their their draft grade at all. I mean, it, you got a guy that could have easily went in the top three as far as talent with this uh, Jalen Carter guy. And then Nolan Smith, to see this dude slip to them all the way to the 30th pick, I mean – they won. I mean, he's, look what they do on offense. And now you just added these guys. I mean, like you said, this might be the Miami of the NFC right now. Yeah. I yeah, like that comparison. Miami's a good team. <laughs> now. If everybody can stay healthy on both sides. But still, oh, I mean, good, I, yeah. you know, it, it looks like, you know, the other thing that I'm sure will be talked about, you know, they, they, made a big splash within the first four picks, but but to to get what they needed to get, you know, what you could mm-hmm. as much as a sure thing. I mean and, you know, the off the field stuff, you know, with, with Carter and stuff like that, you know, it people he's going up there to a place that is is, you know, Philly has that reputation of, of being Oh, he fits their personality, you know, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so he, he's got guys up there, veterans up there that'll help him along the way and help him get get his stuff right. And you know, he's he's uh, I think he's going to be in a good spot. But yeah, though they just they just they they stockpiled on that defense even more than what they already had. Now, Patrick, do you feel yeah. who do you think lost? as far as the teams go here on day one in the NFL draft. I mean, we I would say Miami because they don't have a draft pick because they lost it. We had 31 teams drafted <laughs> well, the first round versus 32. They they won. They, their pick in the first <laughs> round didn't exist, so they didn't break even. They didn't lose anything. They didn't get anything. They, they broke even. That's what I'm saying. Now, <laughs> so I think Miami won, the, Miami won that, huh? Now, look. I, I shot Chris a message on this. I don't remember if this was the group text or just me, me and Chris texting at this point. But when I saw the Baltimore Ravens pick Zay Flowers and he makes a left down the wrong aisle, I was like, look, this motherfucker's already running bad routes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Do you, so I don't know how true it is, but um, that other crackhead is making uh, – 
tweets now that he's signed with the Ravens. Oh, you're Ooh. talking uh, Antonio fuck, uh, Brown. Antonio Brown. Look, I I don't know about that one, man. That that's uh, I'd have to go back to Adam Schefter on that. My God, you got me interested. But uh, I couldn't see the NFL. Uh, well, he that. tweeted. He tweeted. He tweeted that he's unretiring. Well, he's probably tweaking too. So I yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, and that's messed up, huh? Yeah. But uh, um, not seeing anything a, from a couple Adam Schefter chicken, on that he's, one. He's a couple chicken McNuggets short of a Happy Meal. If you know what I mean. Oh man, this dude is straight trash. But uh, Baltimore I, well, did I get that saying, figured out with uh, Lamar Jackson, at least. I mean, I don't have the specifics of his uh, his self-negotiated yeah. contract, but I, I guarantee you they were happy to have that done. Look, uh, what was it, last week when I was saying that about Rodgers? We really didn't touch yeah. on the Lamar Jackson thing, but uh, you figured that something was going to have to give before draft time because if not, yeah. you're going to have to pick up a quarterback. I mean, and do you have the capital I mean, to make I that I really happen? didn't. I really didn't pay attention to the whole Lamar Jackson thing uh, because it's not like he's some elite-ass quarterback that changes the game. I mean, Tua beat him twice, right? Yep. Just saying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just saying. Look, this guy has... uh, And I'm pretty sure he came back and scored... He's got a five-year extension. Four touchdowns in fourth quarter. He's got a five-year uh, extension for $260 million with $185 million fully guaranteed. So, I mean, that, that's a good loaf really of bread right there, for, man. Which really sucks for the Ravens. A lot of these young idiots don't realize you're not going to win if you can't afford nobody. Well, and so the thing of it is... Since yeah. we're slapping you with all this money, where, where are we going to pull money out of our ass and pull cap space out of our ass to get you what you want? Well, well, why aren't you buying me this? Because well, we give you too much damn money. Well, that's like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts' contract was good for the both of them. Jalen Hurts, yeah. he didn't he didn't get the most guaranteed money. He didn't, you know, or anything like that. He got, you know, what was what was deserving of him, and it was friendly for the for the franchise too. And yeah. they did it to where he's going to get he's going to get another he's going to get another big payday. And if he, you know, keeps going on the on the trajectory that he is, then that payday is going to be huge. And yeah. but that time the team will be able to afford it. They have, will have still built around him and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, you look at it, and it was it was nice to see when he got his deal done that it wasn't something mm-hmm. that was going to break the Eagles' bank. It wasn't something that the Eagles were going to have to sit there and ask a whole bunch of people to get a to to redo their contracts to make money and stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was, it was a good contract. He got paid, he got the money he deserved. And now he has a chance to, to, you know, get another payday before he's 30 years old. And I mean, more power to him. I'm, I'm very, very proud of him. Look, yeah, no, Baltimore can kiss my ass. Well I hate Baltimore with a passion. Look, I don't even want to give these guys any more credit here on the radio show. So let, let's, let me go ahead and move oh, on no, to these. Was, fir- go ahead. That was, that was all credit. That was all credit to the Eagles. That was that was Jalen Hurts. Now, you know, Mister, I can't spell my own name up in Baltimore. I mean, he's the one that that, and I guarantee you, he will be one of the ones that we need more playmakers. We need more this. We need more that. And to your credit, Patrick, <clears throat> I don't have no money to give anybody else. You've got one hundred and eighty-five million guaranteed. I can't do anything else to anybody. 
So, I mean, that's that's the difference between the two, and that's why Philadelphia, that's why the Eagles with, with Hurts, I think they'll end up doing more than what Baltimore will over the terms of those contracts because now the Eagles have more room to maneuver, and Baltimore kind of doesn't. We all knew Baltimore had the money to give Lamar. They just didn't want to give it to Lamar. They wanted the, they wanted the cheapest deal. Look, like I said, Baltimore can kiss my ass. Let's get into the draft. So I, I, I've got the uh, the clips here from uh, Roger Goodell and, you know, what happened here with our first election. Now that guy's a so, fucking clown. <laughs> so let's go ahead and spend those real quick. Third of our night. With the 11th, with the 11th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Peter Skaronski, offensive tackle, Northwestern. The with the 19th out. pick <laughs> in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Kalijah Cansey, defensive end, Pittsburgh. With the 27th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Anton Harrison, tackle Oklahoma. With the 51st pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, my Miami Dolphins select Cam Smith, defensive back, South Carolina. Look, man, there was some questionable picks made by a couple of these teams, but uh, – Seeing what the Titans went out and did, you know, since since these guys picked 11th, we're, we're going to run that order as far as, you know, how the picks went. But with their pick at 11 and them picking up Peter Skoronsky, man, they went and attacked a need that they had. And I'm not too mad about it. Uh, I'm not sure if this guy's going to play offensive tackle, offensive guard, but uh, they certainly went and got the best offensive lineman, not just on the board, but in the NFL draft. So, I mean, how are you feeling about this pick, Chris? No, I like it. I mean, I, he can play – he can play tackle. He can play guard. I mean, they he, he even dabbled at center. So, I mean, he's a utility – he's a utility guy that cannot just play, you know, one position. If I had to guess, more than likely he'll start out at guard um, and kind of get used to the NFL. But this guy is – He's the prototypical what the Titans want to be. If you were watching the draft, they, they, I mean, he knew he was going in the first round and he didn't want to get in, get involved with the hoopla and all that other stuff of draft day and things like that. He was at a pizza place with his family (laughs) when he got the call. So, I mean, he he knew he was going in the first round. So that's the funny thing about that. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be. I think he's going to be really good. Now there is some concerns about how short his, excuse me, about how short his arms are and stuff like that. But I mean, he makes up for it with with his determination and his force and his hands and everything else. So I don't think he he'll have much of a problem going outside to tackle or staying inside a guard. So I think it's uh, – I, I really like the pick. I know we were all texting back and forth during it, and I figured it was going to be one or two people. It was either going to be Levis or it was going to be him, and and I'm glad it turned out to be him. Uh, you know, we didn't have to trade up to, to, you know, get him. He was able to fall to us, and I think it was a really good pickup. Look, and again, like I said, I'm not mad about it. I know Derrick Henry is happy about it. I know Ryan Tannehill – is at least happy about this draft pick. 
simply because <laughs> he has not had any amount of protection over the last two seasons. So it's it's nice to see them address their needs. You know, I don't know how many times in the years past that I watched these guys draft and it's like, what are you guys smoking? You know, it's just it makes no sense on what they're picking up. But uh, again, hats off to the new GM here, Rand Carthon, on, on picking up your number one need. You know, you got to put some security around this quarterback. Now, we did have a lot of people in Nashville a little sour that the quarter that the Titans didn't go with a quarterback in the first round. How could you not trade up to third and pick your guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, with Young and Stroud going one and two, you really didn't want to shoot for the moon on the rest of the guys, you know. But to see them move up in the second round and take Will Levis with the 33rd pick overall, man. That's uh, – I almost wonder how much of a statement that is on to uh, Ryan Tannehill's longevity there with the Titans. Well, I don't – I don't – I don't think Levis will be him, to be 100% honest with you. I think Levis will end up being the backup, and I think that's what he needs to do. I don't – I really don't hope he plays this year I hope he sits and I hope he learns and you know I'm more of the old school mind about the new quarterbacks need to sit and watch and learn and and things like that and it's only going to be beneficial to them the only bad thing with getting him in the second round you know we took and you don't get the fifth year option on him so you only have three years but Tannehill also has a deal this year where he doesn't have any guaranteed money at all so you know if we were to trade Tannehill or we were to get rid of him or anything else, it wouldn't necessarily hurt us that bad. But in my opinion, I think Tannehill will be here this year. And, you know, depending on the season that he has, it'll be Levis's job next season. I don't think Levis has to, you know, I think Brabel came out after the press conference after the, the draft was over and he said that, Tannehill's the starting quarterback in the league's number two and Levis is number three until uh, we get into camp. And look, but I tell you what, let me stop you right there. Malik better never be number two on this NFL draft no, order or no. this team's, well, you know, I mean, top fifty three ever again. I mean, that was such a disaster. He's he's number two, but he, but he's the number two you take when you go to the bathroom instead of being the number two quarterback. I don't think <laughs> it'll know. be. I think I think Levis just has to show up, and I think he I think he's beat him out for the second. So yeah, and I think but he I, beat him out with the second round pick, man. I, I think his that one's done. Uh, but you know, think about it. If we don't, we didn't give up. We gave up the third a uh, third round, or we we swapped third rounds this year and. You know, I think we gave up a fourth round pick, but that's that's a whole lot of nothing to go and sit there and get. You know what they were talking about going up to three or going up a little bit higher to go get Levis or Richardson or Stroud. I mean, you were going to have to give up everything that you were able to to get in the draft this year, and in order to get a quarterback, you're taking a chance on. And again, this is just a second round pick. Yeah, we gave up a fourth rounder, but you know. If he doesn't necessarily make it, then you know it's it's not that big of a deal. But if he does, that's a whole lot of value in that one pick and in that one trade, and you still get to keep all your first rounders from trading up to three to go get Stroud or anybody else. Well, give me one second. I think we might have lost Patrick on this one again. Let me merge these calls one more time. But uh, 
on that end, we've got a few other draft picks that came through. So with the third round pick, the Titans, they uh, picked up Ty J Spears uh, out of Tulane. He's a running back. The fifth overall pick, you had Josh Weil, a tight end out of Cincinnati. With the sixth round pick, they pick up Jalen Duncan, an offensive tackle out of Maryland. And with the seventh round pick, they get Colton Dowell, a wide receiver out of UT Martin. So uh, just doing a mic check with the guys one more time. I, th- I do believe we got Chris and Patrick back on the lines with us, but uh, not sure what's going on, but we certainly have some gremlins happening here. You back with us, Patty? Uh-oh. Let me put them on the roadcaster. Okay, I think I got you boys plugged back in. Y'all ready? Um, we're we're ready. Are we? Uh, yeah, no, we're still on. Are we rolling? Yep, I still are got we, you here right. rolling. So we got Chris and Patrick back on the lines with us. We still got you there, Chris. Oh yeah. Okay. So as far as this draft <clears throat> went, man, I'm I'm not too big on them picking up a running back with the third round. I mean. I, I don't know, man. You you got so many needs, and one of those are not running back. You know, you could have got me another offensive lineman. You could have got me another wide receiver. You know, preferably there with a third round pick. Uh, But uh, who are you talking about? The Tennessee Titans, still. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm shocked. I don't know. None of us they are planning on a move with Derrick Henry. No, that would be the only reason why. Well, no, that's the only reason why I feel like they would have if they are planning something in the near future. That's the only well, reason why I could see them picking up a running back, or to help take a, the or to help take the load off of Derrick Henry. Yeah, he'll be more of a fill-in, and I mean he's had some injuries and stuff like that. But but <clears throat> no, I mean it'll still be it'll still be Henry's Henry's football team and and Henry running the ball. But it's just to help give him a steal when. I'm sure he'll be on special teams and things like that. So maybe his playmaking ability will show up there as well. But I, I think, you know, he'll be down the depth chart a little bit in order, you know, as far as the running back room goes. Now, yeah. so you're up there in Nashville, right? I'm curious, what was the reaction like locally there in Tennessee with this Will Levis pickup? Well, a lot of it, so – of it is you have a bunch of balls people here who you know wanting to chime in he sucks he sucks couldn't be Vanderbilt through all these interceptions and all this other stuff well but a lot of people don't also know that Levis was hurt almost the entire season last year and he had the toe injury and he had he had upper body injuries and things like that I mean he was he was he was pretty pretty banged up yeah, yeah, and it, he's the type of guy that that kind of reminds you of a Stephen here, or you know, a a Matthew Stafford, or you know, players like that who you know they're going to play through the pain no matter what. They're going to give you your. Oh, best. they're for they're for football. They're not for the money. They're they're there to play, so they're going to play. Exactly. I mean, Brett Favre played with a broken finger on his throwing hand. I think a broken thumb God. on his throwing hand. Brett Favre was built different, man. I mean, he's just look at the uh, – well, no, we won't jump into that uh, that cheese wagon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, mean, I think I, I, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the people are Volstans and a lot of people don't understand the pick and things like that. But I think he'll be good for us in the long run. I think he has the same yeah. 
He's got the same build. He's got the same look. He can scramble out of the pocket if he has to. He's not a run. He's not a run first quarterback. He's not a. He has a big arm. So he can I mean, make things happen. He's got good. Yes. He's got good footwork. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. So I mean, he's. I, I think it's going to end up being a good pick, and you know, but yeah, everybody's hair was on fire up here, thinking, oh well, he's he sucks. He's horrible. This, that, and the other, and. Should have waited to get Hooker, and uh, but that's the majority of the Tennessee fan base. So that was that's kind of up in arms. But well, cause I, you, I knew didn't you have some concerns about Hooker though? Well, Hooker coming off that ACL, and he's twenty five. I mean, he's 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 as old as as some of these guys getting their second contracts, and you know, coming into the league, I, that's why yeah. he flipped. That's why he went down so far. One, because of his ACL, he's not going to be able to play this year. And then, two, just as his as old as what he is, I mean, he's still a heck of a quarterback. And um, plus the system that they ran at UT, it being such a gimmick, polished-style offense, you know, mm-hmm. people were afraid of how that's going to, tra- you know, trans over or translate mm-hmm. into the NFL. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think out of the out of the all of them, you wasn't gonna get you wasn't gonna get young. But out of all of them, I think they made the right pick. Now, yeah. one thing I can say I, that I'm, this team was not afraid of was their pick with the first overall pick. Now, not first overall, but with their first round pick. I do have a soundbite here mm-hmm. from uh, Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the send button on this one. This is a dream come true for Will Levis, and last night was long. His night tonight, quite short. And no doubt, excited for him. Big arm, very athletic, was hurt in 2022. You go back to 21, you can see him healthy. He was moving around a lot better. The arm is a big power arm, not only to drive the football, but those deep shots down the field for an offense in Tennessee that needs to be more explosive. Tight NFL window throws, he shows the ability to do that. Now, I must have misquoted that one. That was uh, the uh, the draft analyst there for Will Levis. <laughs> but uh, they were they said some pretty positive things about him. You know, the, the big arm, being able to squeeze it into the tight windows, those NFL-style yeah. passes because you're not really open in the NFL. So to be able to see him squeeze in the ball in those tight windows is certainly refreshing, yeah. you know. But like you said, well, this dude's going to need have, a little You don't time. have speed, guys. You don't have like a Tyree kill that. When he's open, he's fucking 30 yards open. No, yeah. not at all. Now, speaking well, of open, we do got to open up for a break. Now, we do have a couple partners that we uh, we deal with here at uh, the Weekend Recap and definitely want to make sure we give these guys some love real quick. So, uh, with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and spin this thing out to the break. <laughs> All right, guys, high school football will be here before you know it. If you'd like to become a sponsor of our show, just reach out to us. Shoot us an email at Blake at the weekend recap dot com. That's B-L-A-K-E at the weekend recap dot com and become a partner or sponsor of our Friday Night Lights segment coming. Speaking of partners. Big shout-out to Jerry with iRacing Pro Series. You can catch his stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time as he battles it out in Formula One and NASCAR Series Racing. Just search for Taylor Light, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R-L-I-T-E, on Twitch, give him a follow, and tell him the Weekend Recap crew sent you. Before we bounce back to the show, let's give some big love to our big man out here in Hardy County. 
Glenn the Animal. Thank you for posting these shows up on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts each and every week. He's the guy that brings you hearty midday and has been known to spin a few records in our local stations. Big love again for the big man out there in Hardy. One last thing, guys. If you haven't already followed our podcast on Spotify and Google and Apple Podcasts, make sure you do so. While you're at it, find us on Facebook. Give our streaming and social media platforms a follow. Just search for The Weekend Recap so you can stay up to date on the latest news and entertainment from around the sports world. Now that we have our sponsors in order, let's get back to the show. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking in there with Mm -hmm. us. Uh, I do want to go ahead and jump ship real quick. And when I say jump ship, I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, before we get started into it, let's give you a little message here from the uh, the GM. Well, we liked him from the beginning. Um, He's a super disruptive interior player that you can actually play outside a little bit too. I know that our coaches are excited about all the different things you can do with a player like this um, just because of his elite athleticism, quickness, uh, super intelligent, um, just a great competitor. I was talking up there. He's uh, he's from the same area, Miami, same high school as Levante and very, very similar personalities and ways that they lead and just intense, fiery competitor. Um, so um, you know, we're just really, really happy. We think we got a chance to get somebody in this day and age. It's hard to find interior pass rushers. Uh, there are very few and far between. So hopefully we got one. And look, and, and I wanted to start with that because this draft pick didn't make no damn sense. <laughs> you know, Kalijah <laughs> Clancy or Kalijah Cansey out of pit. You know, I mean, it just I did not really they... look like it fit a need that they had going on right then. I don't know. I mean, they went with what they felt. Uh, I can't hate them because they've been really good with their draft, honestly. Even though you'd be like, well, they pick up some stupid shit. Yeah, but there's a method to their madness down there in Tampa. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they've been pretty good with a lot of their stuff. I I can't really say too much bad stuff about what what they got going on. I mean, they're still a good team, even though they're coming off a bad year last year. Uh, they have very good playmakers, so now they're just adding depth to each position. And I think this pick makes a little sense to me because they wanted a little bit more depth at that inside. Uh, yeah. See, so he, he specifically said a uh, an interior pass rusher. So this guy, some notes here, he had 14.5 sacks last season, 27.5 tackles for a loss. I mean, so this dude's they getting some beat. penetration. So I mean, it's not like oh, it's yeah. a, a bad overall pick. It's just I, I felt they were pretty solid on defense last year outside of quarterback. You know? <laughs> yeah, he, he he penetrated, man. I mean, it, it was a you know th- this would have made he impregnated that offensive line. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. But uh, the speaking of offensive line, fucking rat. The, the guy that they picked up with their second-round pick, they pick up a guard out of North Dakota State, right? This Cody Mock guy. He looks like he's straight out of the freaking it's NFL, rat. man, <laughs> or the hey, NHL. Going the, in the, the this 
dude's front teeth are just gone. <laughs> so <laughs> he's certainly got the best smile in the NFL right now, but they definitely got a guy that does not mind mixing it up there on the uh, the offensive line. Uh, with their third pick, they got Yaya Diaby out of Louisville. This dude had nine sacks, 14 and a half tackles for a loss. Uh, their fifth oh, yeah. round. Yeah, 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 right. It's, <laughs> you got yeah, yeah. I wonder if Ha Ha still out there. Yeah. <laughs> ha Ha Clinton Who named it? I just want to say, like, nothing against these guys. Who the fuck names their kid Ha Ha? Ha Ha Clinton Dick. I don't know. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but uh, or Golden Tate. Do you remember that guy, Golden Tate? Yeah, I mean he's a I, you 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 make fun of him, but this dude's pretty much a Nashville legend. He's never really played for any other team outside of JP two there, uh, John Pope the second. But uh, he's a Nashville Hendersonville native man, so uh, everybody in our area knows Golden Tate. Well, no, I'm no nothing against Golden Tate. He's a hell of a player, but like, come on, man. I mean, it's well, certainly I can better the than drugs that you're on when you get bursted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I don't know where people are pulling names out of their ass and sometimes you, I, I don't know man like, what the hell is going on you can repeat names it's okay like people do it all the time well <laughs> they've got this inside linebacker they picked up with the fifth round pick Sir, they said you're pregnant and she said <laughs> Sir oh. Vochi Dennis like this dude has Sir in front of his name I, is he a knight I mean has he been crowned by their Received his knighthood. He's uh, one of the knights of the round table. But, uh, yeah, the knights of the crack table. <laughs> but this dude last year had 94 tackles and seven sacks. Uh, yeah, don't come don't come looking at me for me just because I said that. If you ever <laughs> listen to our podcast, all a joke is 10 good <laughs> Now, they also had a second pick with their, in the fifth round. They they drafted a tight end out of Purdue, Payne Durham. Or Durham. Uh, the dude's 253. Three pounds, you know, more so just a, a blocker. <clears throat> but uh, they had quite a few sixth round picks here. Now we got Josh yeah. Hades out of Kansas State. Then they picked up, you know, that was a defensive back. They picked up a wide receiver out of Nebraska, Trey Palmer, and an outside linebacker out of Eastern Michigan, Jose Ramirez. So, I mean, they certainly attacked the defensive side of this thing. I mean, I'm looking one, two, three, four, well, five. What did they really need on offense beside a tight end? Because the one guy that they got that was supposed to take over for Gronk, I uh, he did not. Maybe he took over the <laughs> locker, but he didn't take over anything else. Kyle Rudolph, no, he he took over. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, he, he pretty much took well, over the uh, Julio Jones role, right? But uh, as far as what I thought this team really needed, I know they got Baker Mayfield, but I'm really surprised they did not pull the trigger on one of these young quarterbacks to develop. And well, I'm also surprised well, they did not because spend they see more... something in Baker Mayfield that everybody else saw in him at one point or another. Oh my God! Uh, You're all over this guy. There's nuts. more. There's more. No, I'm, <laughs> no, because I watch football. I watch football, and I know what a good football player looks like. But, and Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. If you give like. Like an offensive line to stand behind? Yeah. That exactly they don't right. Have? How, how can it? Well, he's going to be running for his fucking life like uh, Tom Brady was last year. <laughs> so, at least I got Cody Mock, man. This dude can straight up take a crazy straw without even opening up. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> this dude is 
Hopefully he's a mauler. I, I watched one of the videos where he's blocking this one dude, and he, he pretty much goes into pancake mode. He's got the guy, I won't say decleated, but falling down, and then he just, like, launches both of them. <laughs> you know, he, he pretty well, much like throws Michael the guy Ward through him? the air, and he just kind of, like, holds on to him and just jumps with him, and they just – it was – a thing of beauty, man. All that red hair flowing behind them. So it was a, uh, it was something something to be seen. Now, if this oh, defense nice ain't nasty draft, this year, though, dude, I don't know what to say. I mean, you got a defensive minded coach. You certainly with it went with a defensive approach here in the draft. So I'm I'm really excited to see what's going to happen over here in the Bay Area. But yeah, uh, but that was another. That was that was like another thing that Tampa was having. Their defense was good, but their defense really like. Their offense was not. No. And then and then it was like, okay, when the offense was on, the defense was not. Yeah. So then it was then it was a battle of the offenses and then it just turned out that their offense got to the point where they were just weren't finishing like they used to. And I don't know, I you know, I I don't I'd like to see Tampa do decent because I live pretty close to Tampa, but also I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. Well, all the way. We we got we got one more stop before we get there to Miami, uh, simply because Miami did take a little while to uh, to get on the board to be able to draft. We did have the Jacksonville Jaguars pick ahead of these guys, and uh, yep. Doug Peterson. You know, again, this was another name with all the available real estate for tackles and things out there. Was another name that didn't make a whole lot of sense for me. But uh, here's Doug Peterson's thoughts on it. And then, Doug, why uh, will Anton's skill set be such a great fit for uh, the offense? Have you seen him? I have. <laughs> He's impressive. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, the reason, it's the reason we took him, you know, in the first round. Uh, everything about him, his skill set, how he fits, how he moves, uh, you know, the, uh, the transition from right side to left side and uh, his ability to, to, to not only pass block but come off the ball and have – you know, have that mean streak in him as an offensive lineman, right, in the run game. And that's what you see with him. And, and uh, that's what we got excited about, obviously. And, and Coach Rauscher had spent some time with him, you know, at the pro day and, and uh, obviously the combine and different places. And, and uh, you know, we felt very comfortable with And when we met him, I met him for the first time at the combine and, you know, had a, had a really good, you know, 20-minute interview. But it was, it was something that uh, – for me was was you know it, it raised the eyebrows like this is this is a special young man and um it's the reason why we took him at uh you know in the first round so this dude is a specimen don't get me wrong but uh again this was another one that i figured y- you could have went a different direction you know they do need help on the offensive line their team is further along than any of the other afc south teams at this point so i mean you really just are adding depth, I believe, at this point. But that was one area of concern that they had was offensive line, you know. And you got some issues with the cornerbacks and the safeties there. But overall, this is a pretty solid team. But I just figured they would go with somebody that wasn't as much of a – I don't want to call him a developmental player, but definitely felt like they could have had a better option there. And so do you guys. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I know. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, but like I said, maybe there's something that they got working out that they just, I don't know. It, it's hard to say what their thoughts 
or anybody's thoughts, honestly, like, when it comes into making these decisions, you're like, okay, what do we need? All right, our offensive line, terrible as hell. <laughs> do we take him now, or do we wait? We uh, Some of these players, like, the Colts were notorious for taking offensive linemen off rip because they were known for having the best offensive line. And I, I can't even tell you how many years. I, I, I think for... I want to say for at least 20 years they've had the, like, the best offensive line. Now, one thing that I could say about Harrison, this dude has played both sides as far as right tackle and left tackle. He's playing for Oklahoma, so it's not like it's some scrub-ass team that, uh, yeah. say, like the uh, the American Athletic, you know? No hard feelings to our boys there at uh, USF, but uh, South Florida. But at the end of the day, it's just like, man... I don't know. I I guess that's why I call them the unsexy picks. But uh, in the second round, they did address a need. Uh, they did pick up Brenton Strange out of Penn State. He's going to be a tight end there. Uh, the third round, they got Tank Bigsby, a running back out of Auburn. Uh, you know, anybody, in my what opinion, at this, I know, right? Anybody coming out of the SEC at this point certainly has my attention and certainly has the ability to do something good. Uh, speaking of coming out of the SEC with the fourth round, they had uh, Ventrell Miller, a uh, linebacker out of Florida. Uh, another pick in the fourth round. I mean, these dudes had so many freaking picks, man. Uh, they picked up uh, out of Buffalo, Tyler Lacey. A de- oh, I'm, not so- I'm sorry. Tyler Lacey, a defensive end out of Oklahoma State. Uh, the fifth round, they picked up from... Louisville, a linebacker, Yasir Abdullah. Uh, another fifth-round pick, they had Antonio Johnson, you a safety out of Texas A&M. You that last name really good, Hey, you know, I, I got some <laughs> skills, right? Uh, another the sixth round, they had Parker Washington, a wide receiver out of Penn State. Another sixth-round pick, you had Christian Braswell, a cornerback out of Rutgers. Another sixth-round pick, Eric Hallett II, a safety out of Pitt. And in the seventh round, they had Cooper Hodges, offensive tackle out of Appalachian State. Another seventh rounder, Raymond Vohasky, or Vohasek. Vohasek. Pretty sure I said that wrong, but he's a defensive tackle out of North Carolina. How did you, how did you say that one perfectly? And then you were screwed up on that. Look, I, I do good so, so with. John Fonick. <laughs> <laughs> it did not work for well, you. It, no, it, it, it it's because of Waterboy. You remember Abdullah Obligata? Yeah. That's that, that thing <laughs> the back of your head that makes you happy. Mom, <laughs> and then they threw this Slavic name at me. Like, <laughs> magical rays of sunshine when you're feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> but I got uh, all those their through. final pick in the seventh <laughs> round was Derek Parrish, a fullback out of Houston. So, uh, that's kind of how their draft order went, but uh, Abdullah Obligata all day long, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, huh. we waited a long time Me when the draft did. started for this one to, to come around. But uh, finally, me, the Miami Dolphins got on the clock. And here's a little sound bite from uh, their GM, and we'll see what they have to say about their second-round pick. You know, Cam's a very talented fo- uh, football player. Uh, we're excited to add him. And uh, competition will always add at every position, as we talked about here. So um, it was the opportunity for us to 
at that point in the draft had a, a really talented football player uh, that, that fit. And in this league, and especially the AFC, with a lot of talented quarterbacks and teams, uh, we can never have enough corners as we experienced last year, you know, with the rash of injuries that we dealt with. So excited to add him. He's excited to come. And, and so we're looking forward to working with him. Look, having Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey yep. on the same team just really had me perplexed on why they decided to go up. with Cam Smith out of South Carolina. I mean, his speed is phenomenal, but I was just so confused. But, you know, may, maybe I'm looking too far at it. You you need that good third cornerback to keep up with some of these just elite slot well, guys in the that. NFL at this well, point. He was just talking, like, with Xavier Howard battling all season, two groin injuries, one on each side. He was battling both of them all season. So he wasn't playing to its full potential. Uh, so, yeah, of course they, they want to add depth to that. But that, and we have Cater Coho. Cater Coho was a rookie last year. Did phenomenal in that position, uh, picking up black for where we were lacking. Um, but my the one that I'm actually really, really happy about was uh, the round three pick at 84. Yeah, um, uh, Devin Acne, Devin. running back out of Texas. No, A chain. Oh, how you yeah, it's not Acne. Oh, A chain, not Acne. Look, like A chain or A chain. A chain. This dude better come out wearing a gold necklace, man. I'm gonna be so mad. This dude thing needs to be fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing yeah. needs and to be like a just... logging chain. But you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that impressed me, so I did some research into him. I was like, okay, we got him. I did some research into Cam Smith. I liked what I seen. And I can understand why we did. I'm not mad by any means at any of the picks that they, uh, that they picked up. I'm just kind of shocked that they waited to round seven to pick up uh, Ryan Hayes, offensive tackle. Yeah, um, little shocked. Little, yeah, a little shocked that they waited till round seven to do that. But, Please tell me this guy uh, at least plays right tackle. Well, it's his offensive tackle, which I believe he he should be able to play either left or right. Uh, maybe that's why they picked him up, or he is a right tackle. That's why they picked him up. Now, not that hard to uh, learn the opposite side, but then again, for some people, it is. Um, the biggest weird pick uh, would be round six. And uh, the wide receiver slash tight end Elijah Higgins. Yeah, out of uh, Stanford. Yeah, uh, I just don't understand why he was a wide receiver in college, and all of a sudden, bam! You know, he's a tight end. He entered the draft as a tight end or something like that. Uh, it might have Which to do is, with his forty time. <laughs> it maybe it was just a, it was a little weird for me, but uh, do I hate it? No, um, we do have. We do have some slack that needs to be picked up in that tight end department, especially with Mike Sicky going to uh, uh, New England, which that's going to fucking suck. Oh, I know. Playing that that was a uh, kiss-my-ass <laughs> transition yeah. there. You know, oh, okay. I'm just going to come back and play you twice a year now. <laughs> so well, that, that's but the whole all that thing was. Is, but the whole thing is, was he an asset? Yes. But you have to work on all aspects of the game. It's not just in our offensive team, you can't just be a one one thing as a tight end. You can't just catch the ball. You have to be able to block. 
his blocking skills have improved over the years, but not to the point where we needed him to be. And I'm with a big, I'm still, I still am, even though we went to, even though we went to our rival, you know, I'm still a pretty decent fan. You know, I, I still like him, but, uh, no, to really sit there, we had four picks. So we, I think we had one of the least amount of picks in the draft. Um, yeah, but who no, had less, I mean, you got, were Cleveland who had less picks this year. I don't even know how many Cleveland had. I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. I ain't too worried about them. Um, now, as far as draft grade goes, how do you feel Miami did on draft day? Do you, do you think that they uh, addressed some needs? Do you think they left some question marks? How, how do you think this worked out uh, for them? Well, Quite honestly, I really did feel like they were going to pick up a tight end and an offensive line guy, which I'm really happy they did. Uh, now, as far as the grade on that, not too sure. I feel like there's plenty of tight ends that you could have actually went with. Um, but yeah, uh, Buffalo loaded up on one, man. That team is going to be scary next year. And he's coming back but, pissed. Yeah. And it's... I hope, too, his little judo lessons are really going to pay out, man, because I, I can't wait to see these two teams meet up. I really oh, can't. my gosh. This is going to be wait. so many fireworks. This is going to – I used to say there are going to be a lot of points on the board, but Miami has certainly made some efforts to change that that narrative right there with the defensive – Oh, my gosh. Our, the defensive power they defense brought in. Just, our defense is just as powerful as our offense at this point in time now especially going with uh, Fangio as our defensive coordinator, which super stoked about that. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to see. <laughs> Oops. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely feel like um, they set out with a game plan uh, in this draft, and I, I think they capitalized on it. Um, the, I wouldn't say... Like A plus, I would give us like a maybe like a B as far as uh, everything, only because they addressed the major issues last. Uh, yeah, did we need a running back? Not really. We have a stacked. We have two good running backs, um, and then I think we have Selvin Ahmed still. And Selvin Ahmed, I feel like they don't give him enough credit. He's he's pretty damn good. Uh, he's a little guy, but he can run. But no, I would say our best pick was probably uh, Devin Aching. Yeah, that was the, probably uh, our eight pick right out there. Of South Carolina there. Yeah, the running back, yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. The, um, the running back out of Texas A and M. Um, I'm not yeah. saying anything bad about that. I was actually shocked that he was still around in the third, uh, especially. Uh, 84th overall. Kind of shocked at that. Um, but, yeah, no, the cornerback position, I feel like we're stacked in the cornerback position. But at the same time, I understand why they did it. Depth is everything, especially with, uh, you know, Xavier Howard, hell of a cornerback, but he's had injury issues last year. So they wanted to adjust 
or they wanted to adjust their game plan to fit what could happen. So Look. they would have they would have that horse to death. Look, and I, I think, I think Chris can uh, can attest to this one with the injuries that Miami had. Tennessee has certainly had its fair share of injuries in the secondary. And to really see no effort put into that one was kind of head-scratching. You know, you, you figure they would have brought somebody mm-hmm. in. You got, uh, guy was it, Moulton? And who's the uh, – I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the, the other – he was a first-round pick. I, God, what, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the guy. But uh, these two cornerbacks that they had last year, man, I, they just went out early in the season – and I'm just stunned they didn't make any efforts on trying to find any more depth there at cornerback. But, again, they didn't make yeah. many efforts on trying to find depth there at wide receiver neither. So, I mean. Yeah, that was that was kind of what was surprising, you know, that part in the, you know, wide receiver. And, you know, it's the same way for the Bucks, and, and, you know, you would have thought they would have tried to get, you know, a little more beef on the offensive line, even if it is just to be backups and things like that. And, you know, it's just, it's, to me, I don't, you always think, you always sit there and you think, well, this could have been this and this could have been that, but it all kind of comes back to Patrick from what he was saying. They've, they've got a plan, and so we have not, we can't do anything but trust in what their plan is. But, yes, you would sit there and you would think you've got to make, you, you've got to at least, some of it. I mean, you know, you need another wide receiver to help bark out. I mean, yes, you're going to get, you're going to get. Uh, um, I'm drawing a next. I'm drawing a name. On, I'm drawing a blank on their name too. Uh, uh, the the kid who got hurt. He dropped the fumble and he got hurt, uh, or dropped the kickoff and he got hurt. Uh, I was real high on him and and um, Kyle Phillips. So they got him coming back. They've got a couple other receivers coming back, but it's nobody else that, you know, I'm not scared of anybody in that in that wide receiver room. You know, you would have thought that they would have tried to do something and, and got a wide receiver. And, you know, sometimes these teams make that we're like, well, that's not very smart. But, I mean, it turns out that, you know, they know that's why they get paid millions of dollars, and we just sitting here talking about it. <laughs> I know, right? Now, for us, some some of these managers, I feel like okay. I know I get you did your homework on these players, but are you are you paying attention to your team as well, or are you just like we need to jump on this guy <laughs> and like forgetting what your actual needs are? Um, but a lot of them have a lot of faith in their teams. They're like, let's add depth. Yeah. Let's add youth to our team. I feel like that was the reasoning behind uh, the, our cornerback pick, getting picked up, which I think that was a smart position. Yeah. Let's, let's try to beef up our, um, you know, uh, if one goes out, we need to have backup. So, yeah. And they have a great backup in, uh, in Cater Co., like I said. And then um, I'm so happy they didn't pick up a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did, but, yeah, no, it's definitely wasted yeah, but he's real estate. <laughs> but, uh, well, because we also have – well, he was a rookie last year. We also, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> we also have, you know, a young guy, and it's just like, come on. 
like why like what the, who the hell did we oh chance or whatever the hell chosen or oh, I just yeah, chance. chosen the chosen I was watching I, I was watching the voice earlier. Uh maybe that's why it's there. Um <clears throat> but uh no I was like why the hell would they pick him up? Yeah. But then again I'm just thinking, okay, maybe that was a smart decision. Well, see, Miami and Jacksonville, they're in a very similar situation. They've got some teams that are set for a good playoff Mm -hmm. run, and they're just loading up depth at this point. Whereas if you turn around and look at the the Bucks and the Titans, these guys have kind of fallen out of that uh, playoff window last season. And you see these guys reloading. Uh, I see the Titans made better improvements than what I feel Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay's just really – all in on their defensive power at this point. And uh, maybe they've gone instead of from first to trash to uh, at home with Baker again. But uh, I really look forward to how these things are going to shape up. But kind of like the draft clock, guys, we're up against the clock ourselves. Uh, Can't wait to see how the offseason really unfolds, training camps, all the mandatory OTAs and all that stuff that's going to be rolling through. Uh, next week, we'll be spending a little time on what's left of the NHL uh, hockey season, the what's left of the NBA postseason there as well. Uh, Miami's moved on. Uh, as of tonight, the Florida Panthers are on to round two as well. So hopefully we can keep that party going with those guys. But uh, make sure you guys are staying tuned. Uh, we like to roll this thing out every Monday morning. But... Uh, As we get this thing wrapped up, guys, I do want to give some love to you, the listeners. You guys tune in each and every week, making us one of the fastest-growing sports podcasts on the market. We have hit over a 1,000 followers on Facebook, and you guys friggin' rock. Uh, Until next time, it's peace, love, and hand grenades. Peace.